On today's show, we're revisiting a tweet from Brian Hoke because it was about Bryce Harper and the Yankees not going after him in the 2018-2019 offseason, and that seems like a mistake now, so we're going to discuss that. We're also going to discuss the World Series in which Bryce Harper is playing in and contributing to, and we have other stuff to discuss. So get ready, because an all-new Locked on Yankees is coming up next. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as the videos go live. Quick housekeeping update. I think I'm going to record nightly in the off season, unless I have a guest and they need to record during the day. But I think we're going to do this nighttime thing and see how it works, because now I don't have to worry about certain things and I can record whenever the heck I want. So I think we're going to try this because right now it's 8, 17 p.m. Eastern. I have the World Series on right now. And let's see what's happening. Kyle Schwarber is up. It's 0-0. Yeah. So, oh, it was the first pitch from Christian Javier. So there you go. Javier, Javier, Javier. It's Javier. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to revisit this because it's perfect to talk about because Bryce Harper is playing in the World Series and the Yankees are not playing in the World Series, which isn't shocking, but, you know. Um, okay, so December 10th, 2018, Brian Hoke tweeted, Brian Cashman indicated that Bryce Harper isn't a fit for the Yankees, said the team already has six outfielders, and that playing Harper at first base isn't realistic. Think about all those outfielders that Brian Cashman was talking about. Clint Frazier was one of them. Aaron Hicks was one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh boy. It's not fun watching Bryce Harper do what he does in the playoffs. He had a big home run last night, although, to be fair, uh, there were a bunch of Phillies who had home runs last night off uh, Lance McCullers Jr. We'll talk about that in a bit because there's a bit of irony there. And, um, you know, I people retweeted that Brian Hoke tweet and then People were responding to it, obviously, because of the timing of everything. If I recall correctly, because I was doing this show, I started in June of 2018. So I was here for the 2018-2019 offseason. I was here bitching and moaning about what they did to poor Sonny Gray. I was bitching and moaning about them not signing Machado or Harper. So 
it is on record. I have to find it somewhere because that was a long time ago. That's like 700 something shows ago where I was voicing my displeasure with the Yankees for not going after Harper or Machado. And the thing that cracks me up is so many of the replies to the tweeter. Oh, well, hindsight is twenty twenty. No one knew. We knew. We knew Bryce Harper was capable of playing well. We knew his career wasn't over. Come on. He's still pretty young. He's been playing a long time, but he started when he was young. And there are, there are a bunch of us who were angry that the Yankees didn't even try to get these guys. They half-assed it. Like, oh, yeah, we took Machado out to dinner. Why? Ownership had no plans to pay for any of these guys. So why even act like you did? But the Harper thing is just, oh, what a knife to the chest, right? Just watching him do what he's doing in the playoffs and seeing Philly what they're doing in the playoffs. Do it. Wait, sorry. That's not the right sentence. Seeing Philly do what they're doing in the playoffs. That's what I meant to say. And that's the other thing I wanted to discuss, which I forgot to bring up in the open. I was thinking about it today as I was coming up with ideas for the show. Because uh, I'm going to delay the player and season review until after the World Series is over. Because I'm going to be tempted to talk about these games. So I might as well hold off a little bit there. The other thing that I'm worried about, you know, I'm all for the Yankees watching the World Series and watching Bryce Harper and thinking, yeah, we probably should have signed him. But I'm not happy that the Yankees are probably watching the World Series, watching what the Phillies did and thinking, all right, maybe we don't have to do that much to get to the World Series because that's how they've been operating the last few years. The playoffs are a crapshoot. It doesn't matter once the playoffs start. It's like, well, yeah, but you have to still build a team that can play in the playoffs. <laughs> this year's team couldn't do that. The offense went dead against the Astros. The pitching wasn't really a problem until Aaron Boone started making his dumb bullpen mistakes. But the starters were fine. So I'm a little worried that they're going to see Philly, a sub-90 sub team who barely won the wild card, who were fighting for their playoff lives, you know, with a 2-1 lead in the World Series right now. Two outs. I have it on my screen while I'm recording. I don't want the Yankees to watch this World Series and think, oh, maybe we can do that. No, no, no. As I keep saying, and I will say this every day throughout the offseason, and I hope that people don't turn away from this, but someone has to hear it. You're the Yankees, okay? You're the Yankees. Bob, no. What's his name? Lucino. Larry Lucino. Bob. Where did Bob come from? Larry Lucino. Of the Red Sox 20 years ago. How many years ago did he call them the evil empire? They're not the evil empire. The Dodgers. They're more like the evil empire buying, buying everyone. The Mets. They're buying everyone. And look where they are right now. Wow, this isn't really helping my argument, is it? It helped them win a lot of games, though, during the regular season. Oh, yeah. No, I'm afraid the Yankees are going to look at this and think, oh, well, okay, the Phillies didn't do much, so maybe we don't have to do anything. Maybe we just have to get some, like, scrap heap guys and see if that'll work to make the team make it into the playoffs and last. 
you need some right-handed batters. You need Carlos Correa to play shortstop, really, is what I'm getting at right now. And uh, you didn't do it last year. And look what we got stuck with. So, and you know they're not going to do anything. You know it. I'm not going to bet my hair that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is going to be playing shortstop when the season starts in 2023. But I'm trying to think of what I can bet (laughs) that I wouldn't be afraid to lose. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything right now. But how much do you want to bet he's still going to be playing shortstop? They're not going after Correa. They're not going after Correa. So first inning is over, 0-0. So no home runs for the Phillies this time. Um, In a moment, we're going to discuss last night's game. Because, yes, I know the Yankees aren't in the World Series, but some interesting stuff popped up last night because of Lance McCullers Jr.'s or Lance McCullers Jr.'s start. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, the dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. And with Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. Why don't I have shirts like this? I need a shirt like that. Not that I commute all day, but it would be nice to wear a shirt that doesn't wrinkle. And if there is a wrinkle, it goes away the more you stretch. That sounds pretty good to me. And the whole machine washable thing and not having to dry clean. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Lance McCullers Jr. did not have a great performance last night. Actually, this might be one of my favorite stats of all time. Lance McCullers Jr. became the first player to give up five home runs in a World Series game. That's for you, Lance, after 2017. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, after the Houston Astros beat the Yankees, In the ALCS, Lance McCullers Jr. made it a point to do the thumbs down that the Yankees were doing during the playoffs, and I never forgot it. (laughs) I never forgot it. So I was enjoying watching the Phillies launch home runs against him last night. But the thing that made me laugh about this was there was another tweet that came out last night that this guy wrote that was basically razzing Astros fans, which is always fun. And I have to find it now. I thought I bookmarked it, but apparently I didn't. Hold on. Okay, I found it. Astro fans blaming the loss on McCullers tipping is crazy because I could have sworn they said that knowing what pitch is coming didn't make a difference. 
this is what I mean by they deserve this, okay? <laughs> the Astros and their fans deserve this kind of stuff coming at them because this is the worst that's going to happen to them. But it is kind of funny that they were, oh, he's tipping his pitches. That's why they're hitting the balls off him. Oh, yeah? Really? What was all that stuff you said in 27? Oh, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what if you know what pitches are coming. You still have to hit the ball. Okay. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But a uh, John Boy and um oh, what's the other guy's name? I'm so sorry. I can't think of his name. I believe they examined the film and watched McCullers and it didn't really look like he was tipping anything. He just wasn't throwing good pitches. And was it his reaction to, oh, who hit the home run to dead center? Was that Schwarber? Schwarber? I can't even speak. I think it was Schwarber's home run. His reaction to it was really funny. I thought that was great. And that wasn't even the last home run he gave up, right? The Reese Hoskins one was the last one that he gave up. Yeah, that was just not a good game for McCullers. And uh, that's that's a shame, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. That's a shame. I love using that gif, by the way. Gif, gif, whatever. Um so, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And, oh, John Smoltz on the broadcast last night. Oh, he said something to the effect of, yeah, this is this is better for the Astros. Like, they want to lose a game 7 nothing. You don't want to lose on a walk-off. I'm like, I don't think the Astros want to lose 7 nothing. I don't think they want their starter to give up five home runs. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I kind of get it because as a fan – as a fan, I feel that way. I would much rather watch the Yankees lose a game where you know they're going to, like, you know, it's like in the third inning, it's like 8-3, and you're just like, mm, okay, maybe they're not going to win this one, and it, that's okay, instead of losing at the last second. But I don't think the Astros are thinking to themselves, well, okay, it's fine we lost 7 nothing. You know, at least it wasn't a walk-off. No, their starter gave up five home runs. <laughs> John Smoltz, what are you talking about? Although I feel like I say that during every broadcast because half the time he says something and I think to myself what is he talking about and why do they have him on here not all former ball players need to be uh on broadcasts like they really don't need to do this uh oh Aaron Nola has worked himself into a bit of a pickle here um it appears the Astros have runners on first and third with one out. So it looks like he's going to need a um, a double play to get out of this. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the Smoltz thing. I thought that was so funny. It was just such an odd thing for him to say. Again, I know that fans feel that way, but I'm not sure that players feel that way. Like, I really, I'm kind of like, what? Speaking of players, oh, I wanted to bring this up and I forgot to bring it up in the cold open. Um, Jose Canseco. <sighs> why is, why is he? Like, why does he exist? He tweeted about Aaron Judge today. And yeah, I knew I meant to bring this up and I apologize for not bringing it up in the cold open. It is in my rundown, but it wasn't in the cold open. <sighs> Okay. I think he said, okay, Aaron Judge, you are an anomaly. An I can't say that word. 
Anomaly, the face of baseball, you should prote be protected by MLB. You should be highly regarded because of your talent, entertainment, value, and morals. By the way, Aaron Judge, I'm your biggest fan, but I could still hit a softball further than you can hit a baseball. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is happening? What What is happening? Do they need to do a study on Jose Canseco's brain? Maybe? I think so. Because... <laughs> Who cares how hard you can or how far you can hit a softball, Mr. Canseco? I mean, you know, he can hit the ball really far. When he first came over to the Yankees, right? And it was, I think it was his first game when he came over to the Yankees and he hit that ball into like the third deck or he hit the third deck of the old stadium in left field. Do you know how rare it was for people to hit the ball there? Yeah. 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 Jose Canseco is, um, he's special. I saw him, let's see, 2013, I want to say. He was playing in the Independent League, and we have a stadium like 15 minutes from my house where the New York Boulders play. They were the then Rockland Boulders, and they were playing, oh, what team was he on? He wasn't on, I don't think he was on the New Jersey Jackals, but Angel Barroa was also on the team. And I said, when they were running through the players, I said to my friend, I'm like, did they just say Angel Barroa? And she was like, I think so. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I noticed he was in the lineup. But Jose Canseco was still playing baseball in 2013. And he was huge. I was four rows behind home plate. And I couldn't believe how monstrous he still was at that advanced age. It was amazing. So, yeah, Jose Canseco tells Aaron Judge how awesome he is, but then insults him. What? What are you doing? So in segment three... We're going to talk about the Yankee fans booing. I know I brought this up yesterday, but uh, someone else weighed in on it. Someone else who played for the Yankees. And guess what? He thinks the players should have been booed because they were playing so crappily. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first. Okay. There is a member of the Yankees dynasty teams. Who agrees or not agrees like he's not okay let me let me rephrase this it's not that he thinks the Yankee players should be booed he understands why Yankee players were booed like he's not coming out and saying yeah no you should boo them because they suck he's saying he understands the fans frustrations and why they were booing and it was friend of the podcast, David Cohn, who said that on his podcast, Towing the Slab. And I thought that was interesting. I really, I know I spoke about this yesterday. I'm going to talk about it again briefly, just because my friends and I have a Slack and I've mentioned it a couple times. And one of my friends didn't see the Andy Martino article until today. And he's like, I know I'm way late to this, but what the hell is this? And we got into a whole conversation about it. And, you know, I joked on yesterday's show that it smelled like Randy Levine. <laughs> like, it smelled like a um, something that Randy Levine would leak to the press to make it seem like, you know, if they can't sign anyone this offseason or if they pretend to go after someone this offseason and then end up not signing them, they can go back to this and blame the fans for the person not coming to the Yankees. And 
you know, I even said to my friend, I said, yeah, this has Randy Levine written all over it. And they were like, yeah. But I just want to mention some of the things that my friend said, because it's something that needs to be said. Like, really. So it's basically, the front office is basically mad at the fans for booing their team that they put together that couldn't win a game in the ALCS. A team that went 10 and 18 in August because the offense disappeared. Now, I will say that those 10 and 18, that 10 and 18 record, there are a lot of close games in there, a lot of bad luck, but good teams have good luck and they know how to turn things around and win. And the Yankees did not do that. The Yankees did not become the same team that they were in the first couple of months of the season. That was an anomaly. <laughs> To go back to that word. Um, yeah, so my friend said, in an obvious owner slash GM planted article, this is the type of thing that makes me think they're already prepared for Judge's departure. Like they have their number for Aaron Judge, what they're going to offer him. And if he goes, it's going to be like Willy Wonka, like, you know, stop, no, come back. But not really, you know, like a half-assed, don't go, but not really. Yeah, it's, um, it's just ridiculous. Like, this is what they're getting ready for. They're going to blame us when Aaron Judge leaves. I just said when. Sorry, if Aaron Judge leaves, they're going to blame us. Well, it's the fans. They're toxic. Why would he want to play for a toxic fan base? You know that's coming. You know it's coming. And it's just ridiculous that they're doing that. And my friend said something to the effect of, um, like, we were having the discussion about how ownership is blaming the fans. And she said, those terrible fans who play... No, let's try that again. Those terrible fans who pay for our tickets, buy our overpriced stadium food, buy our merchandise worldwide, watch the Yes Network and the team on other channels, F their bad attitude toward us. And that, it's, it's, yeah, it's ludicrous. And the thing that the Yankees need to do, they need to get a new GM. They need to get a new team behind the scenes. I mentioned it last week. The Yankees have guys in their organization who head up these departments who have been there for a really long time. For a really long time. You know, like I said, Cashman has been there. He started with the Yankees as an intern in college when I was 12 in 1986. You know, the year the Mets last won the World Series. And there are other people who have been in the organization since the mid 2000s and things don't change other teams are passing them in everything everything and they're not changing they're ahead of them with their statistical departments and their scouting departments and even in their front office like their gms are better and it's just a whole it's a case of mismanagement really and I keep talking about how Hal will always say that they're trying to win, but they're not. 
They'll spend money on a Garrett Cole. You know, they'll go out and get a Giancarlo Stanton, but yeah, they could have gotten Harper. Um, They'll do moves like that, but it's just they're... Mm, things won't change. Things won't change if they don't change the front office. Like, we're going to be going through this next season. And they might be worse next season. They might not win the division. They may squeak in in one of the wild cards. And we'll have to watch them try and play in the playoffs. And when they don't do something and the fans get mad, ownership's going to get mad at the fans for being brats again. And if they lose Aaron Judge, forget it. They're going to fall off a lot. Who are they going to replace him with? <laughs> Who? Who is out there that they can replace him with? That is such a nightmare scenario. And it seems more and more possible with each passing day. With the way this front office operates and with these plants that they're putting out. These planted articles that they're putting out to try and make it so they can keep blaming the fans for being mean to people. How dare you? Boo, when we're not putting a good product out on the field for you. Did you expect the fans to be happy to be swept by the Astros in four games and look as horrible as they looked in those four games? Why would the fans be happy about that? I don't agree with booing Judge. Not after what he did all season. I agree with being upset with him because he seems to disappear in the playoffs. Other teams, other teams, other players have done that in the past. And, you know, maybe he might have, like, an A-Rod breakout year. And maybe it'll happen during a year when the Yankees make the World Series. That would be cool. But they need to resign him. That is priority number one. I don't even know why they're... They should just, like Tyler Glass now said, back up the Brinks truck. Pay Aaron Judge whatever the hell he wants. Maybe not so many years, though, because he's turning 31 in, in April. <laughs> but money-wise, you have to pay him. Speaking of Glass now, he was at most of the Yankee home games during the playoffs, just so you know. <laughs> people were like, oh, he's checking out the enemy. I'm like, I think he's friends with people on the Yankees, which is why he was there. So I agree with him. Back up the Brinks truck because losing Aaron Judge would be a really big blow. But on the flip side, I wouldn't blame Aaron Judge for leaving. The Yankees have wasted his prime. They wasted the, the prime years in which he could have won a championship by half-assing it. In 2017, you thought to yourselves, all right, nice, game seven of the ALCS. No one expected this, but the future is looking bright. Flash forward to 2022, they get swept out of the ALCS by the same team that beat them in 2017. And Aaron Judge is a free agent because the Yankees kind of half-assed their offer to him before the season started. And he was like, yeah, no, not taking that. <laughs> no, thank you. And then he goes out, has the best season he's ever had, sets the American League home run record. It's 62 home runs. His batting average is above 300. Unbelievable. But again, they'll blame the fans when they don't sign him. I keep saying when. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be this pessimistic, but it just doesn't seem promising. 
So as I said, we're going to push some of the stuff back that I wanted to do this week into next week because I kind of want to keep covering the World Series. I know the Yankees aren't in it, and I know this is a Yankees podcast, but there is some Yankee connections in this World Series. The team that beat them is in there. David Robertson, Rob Thompson, you know, Bryce Harper, as I said earlier, they could have signed him and they didn't. So... There are some things to talk about. So yeah, we're going to do all that good stuff next week. We'll start next Monday, and we'll start with the big one. We'll be talking about Aaron Judge. It's just easy to get that. We'll, we'll start with the good stuff and kind of go to the bad stuff. Because I know when you talk about good things and bad things, a lot of people want to start with the bad news first and then go to the good news. But no, we're going to start things off with Mr. Aaron Judge next week. And um, yeah, we'll just review how the season went. I know we know how the season went, but we're going to look at stats and we're going to look at specific performances and see what people did. And uh, yeah, we'll relive 2022. I know it didn't end the way anyone wanted it to, but it was a lot better than we thought it was going to be. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment, and click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Wednesday night, enjoy the World Series, even though the Yankees aren't in it, and I will talk to you tomorrow.